What's up, heathens? Oh shit, hold on. I started that off wrong again. God damn it, it's been a while since we've done this. It has. We yeah. took a little time off for, you know, wedding uh, wh- wh- things. Yeah. W- wifey, are you there? I am here. <laughs> Hi, baby. Hi, honey. <laughs> so, today we have another Bible study to go through. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. Oh, yeah? I've yeah. got a summary already here. I listened to you very intently. Yes. Before, and I've written up a perfect transcript. You're not going to feel like we have to go over anything. It's going to be solved in the first five minutes here. Oh, okay, perfect. Yeah, so, all right. You you guys ready? We're ready. Continuing the war period again. (laughs) Because the Old Testament's full of war. Uh, So, David almost dies in battle, and he bitches out and doesn't want to fight anymore. Like, actually, in the battle. He wants to send people off to fight, but he doesn't want to actually do the fighting. Um, and then there was the famous battle of the twelve finger douchebag. <laughs> he of course died. He also had twelve toes. Yeah, he did. But I felt like the twelve fingered guy was a little bit more succinct. <laughs> uh, you could have said like twenty four appendages, twenty four phalanges. Of course, I don't think our phalanges thumbs... are just fingers. Yeah. Anyways. Anyways. <laughs> um, twenty. I guess you could say digits. Could say digits. Yeah. Digits of work. Yeah, the digit man. Anyways, um, so David goes on and defeats his enemies while being a bitch. And uh, so he sends this delegation to the Ammonites. Well, the Ammonites decide to humiliate David's men by cutting them into, cutting their, like, I don't know, their skirts into blouses or something. I don't know. So David sends an army after them like any rational person would. Um, David then goes on to route more people to hell. Uh, David then takes credit for all of this routing stuff, like a little bitch. Um, and then, you know, David goes off and fucks Bathsheba because why the fuck not? Um, he's kind of a one and done preggers kind of guy. So, I mean, he got her pregnant. Beth is pregnant in, in the trailer park. Of course. Um, David, uh, Tried to fix the situation by uh, having um, Beth's guy? Husband. Husband, yeah. Although, I mean, she did fuck the king, but anyways. uh, Husband um, to come back, but he was kind of stubborn, so of course David has to kill him. And um, David totally cucks Uriah after he's dead uh, by marrying his girl, his wife. And uh, this this starts the the circle of cuckage <laughs> because uh, God gives David the cold shoulder and has Nathan tell him shit. You know, kind of like when you got two parents that are fighting and like the mom's like, tell your father this. And then the dad's like, well, tell your mother she's a bitch. And that's pretty <laughs> much hope, the situation. I hope here. nobody does that to their child because that's really shitty. It is. If you do that to your child, stop. (laughs) It's time to stop. (laughs) Um, So then Nathan relays the message, which basically God's like, hey, you pissed me off, bro. I'm going to have to cuck you in public. And so that's what uh, God decides to try to do. David feels really bad about it. So God's like, well, okay, I won't kill you, but I'm definitely going to have to kill your first son. I mean, that's just standard God shit. The end. The kid will die next time. I promise. (laughs) Damn. The kid actually does die next time. Uh Uh-huh.
Oh, what's up, heathens? How, How y'all doing? doing? Hey, welcome to day 100. Yay, it's taken so long to get here. I know. Yeah. And and we're still going through it. We're going strong with the Bible. Sometimes it re- we really have to work hard at getting ourselves to do this shit. But, you know, we're continuing on with this psychopathic shit. Usually it's fine. We just had, we had the week before the wedding shit to do and then we got married and you know it was kyle was here Mm -hmm. kyle from non sequitur was here it was so great Mm -hmm. um and then we were just busy after and so now we're talking about weeks oh yeah we did and now we're talking about cucks yeah this is the cuck episode people that's how this will be titled okay david gets cucked in public he Gets cucked in public. That's the perfect one. That's what it's going to be. David gets cucked in public? There you go. Public cucking. (laughs) Is that like a guy watches his girl get slammed, like, just on a bus or something? I mean, I don't really keep up with, like, the world of cuckage, so I don't know. Oh, okay. If you're a cuck, please tell us in the comments below. We'd love to hear from you. Um, when he says we, he means him, because I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Are you ready? Yes, I am ready. All right. So today we're going to be in Second Samuel still. Um, oh, wait, hold on. You mean my summary didn't like solve everything? Like we we still have to do a study? Honey, you're so cute. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. They're here to listen to me. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, you're the star of this show. Please continue. <laughs> That's why nobody watches it. <laughs> No, I mean that's. I mean, I I feel like no, like we got a good number of people to watch. Yeah, and I mean to be honest, this is a very niche kind of. It kind is. Of thing. It is. It's definitely not as marketable as dumbass flat earth stuff, or you know, dumbass diamond and sapphire or silk, silk whatever. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. So we're going to do Second Samuel. We're going to start off in twenty one and do a little bit of twenty of a. Uh, chapter 21 but then just because it's in chronological order and if you don't recall or this is the first episode you're watching the book that we use is the daily bible in chronological order right and if this is the first day you're watching you have 99 other days to watch yes go back and start at episode one day one start there actually that was a pretty good yeah like the beginning ones in genesis early on i really enjoyed those yeah we actually uh mathematically calculated what a fuck ton of water was we did that was fun and that was on the noah's uh, ark one yeah uh okay so we're going to start off in samuel uh second samuel 21 there's a little bit of chronicles mixed in here but then we're going to have uh we're going to go to samuel 10 then have 11 and 12 and i think that's where uh, we end up today in 12 and there's a few Psalms in here. I'm not going to read them, but I'll tell you what they are as we go through. Yeah. So get out your digital Bibles, follow along in today's lesson and I hope you feel like shit for it. What? I mean, that's generally what the Bible says. You oh. feel like shit for doing human things. Oh yeah. You don't need to feel like shit because all this is made up and crazy. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you ready? Once again, there was a battle between the Philistines and Israel. Fucking surprise. Of course there was a battle. <laughs> David went down with his men to fight against the Philistines, and he became exhausted. And Ishbi Benob, one of the descendants of Rapha, whose bronze spearhead weighed 300 shekels 
and who was armed with 300 shekels, by the way, in case you didn't know, is about seven and a half pounds or three and a half kilograms. Oh, okay. okay. Um, and he was armed with a new sword. And this guy said he was going to kill David. But uh, Abishai, son of Zariah, uh, Zariah, Zeruiah, I don't know, whatever. He came to David's rescue and struck the Philistine down and killed him. So David's men were kind of upset about this, that he came so close to dying. So they swore to him saying, never again will you go out with us to battle so that the lamp of Israel will not be extinguished. So it wasn't really David necessarily that decided he was not going to be in active military service anymore. It was really his men, which frankly is the smart thing to do. Like, I don't know. I wouldn't mind it if like our current commander in chief was sent out to somewhere in the Middle East. (laughs) <laughs> like that, wouldn't bo- that wouldn't bother me so much but <laughs> generally I mean, speaking the the head bitch in charge is not on the battlefield not anymore oh i i know when i when i described it as him bitching out about it i mean it's a lot like you know you, i mean he's a king he can tell his soldiers to fuck off well he can yeah but so, he's got you know king responsibilities and he knows that if something happens to him it's going to be worse than, you know, what it would be with him not being in battle. Yeah. Right. So in the course of time, well, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, I mean, he's got that song about killing t- uh, uh, 10,000 men. Yeah, he does. And now, uh, and now he's just like, he's probably in his chair drinking beer, getting fat. Like I watched kill 10,000 men. There's a song about me. Jerry, God damn it. Well, and, I don't know. I mean, we're going to talk here about how he fucks one of his soldiers' wives. So maybe he's not just sitting in a chair getting fat. Well, maybe I he's mean, fucking all their wives. Well, I'm saying, like, if this was like a normal kind of situation, <laughs> I mean, this you have to agree. I mean, nothing about the Bible's normal, right? So this is kind of a period. This this time period that we're in is kind of a period of of wars. So in the course of time, there was another <laughs> battle with the Philistines at Gob. <laughs> this is opposed to all the other times where of they definitely war, right? weren't at war. Right. But this is technically called the period of war, of the wars. I don't know why. I don't either. It doesn't make sense to me because <laughs> there have been nothing but battles since they fucking got there. Like after they left Egypt, since then, there has been nothing but battling people minus the time they spent wandering around the right. desert. Yeah, right. So far, like after, uh, I guess starting with Joshua, like after, I guess... What was it? Moses died? Yeah. After Moses died and Joshua took over, it's been nothing but like campaign after campaign, wars well, even, and fighting. Even when Moses was alive on the on the, the tr- like on the path while they were getting to the promised land, they were fighting people in the yeah. lands around. So I mean, this has been constant. Right. So at that time, uh Sibakai, the Hushatite killed Saf, one of the defendants of Rapha, and Rapha is the guy who tried to kill David. You think Hushatites Or a descendants just... of Rapha, a descendant of Rapha. Oh, okay. You think Hushatites are just really quiet and they're shy? I don't know, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> In another battle with the Philistine at Gob, Elnan, Elhanan, son of Jer- Jesus, Jera-Oregim, <laughs> the Bethlehemite, Killed Goliath, the Gittite, who had a spear with a shaft like a weaver's rod. Jesus, we don't really have to talk about his shaft like that. (laughs) That weaver's rod's pretty fucking big. It's almost like a spear. (laughs) Yeah, this shit is not safe for work. Okay. 
In another battle, which took place at Gath, there was a huge man with six fingers on each hand and six toes on each foot, twenty-four in all. He was also descended from Rapha. When he taunted Israel, Jonathan, son of Shimeah, David's brother, killed him. So we're just kind of going through some of the shit that's happening. Let's see. These four were defendants of, sorry, descendants of Rapha and Gath, and they fell at the hands of David and his men. In the course of time, David defeated the Philistines and subdued them, and he took Gath and its surrounding villages from control of the Philistines. In the course of time, there's a lot of that during this, so just be patient here. <laughs> um, uh, Nahash, king of the Ammonites, died, and his son succeeded him as king. David thought, I will show kindness to Hanun, son of Nahash, because his father showed kindness to me. So David sent a delegation to express his sympathy to Hanun concerning his father. When David's men came to Hanun in the land of the Ammonites to express sympathy to him, the Ammonite nobles said to Hanun, Do you think David is honoring your father by sending men to you to express sympathy? Haven't his men come to you to explore and spy out the country and overthrow it? So Hanun seized David's men, shaved them, and cut their garments in the middle at the buttocks and sent them away. I feel like if they're cutting their garments up the middle of their butt cracks, they're probably doing something else. (laughs) Just saying. Like fucking? Yeah. Oh no, I guess that would be rape. Yeah. I don't know. It just seems weird. Doesn't that seem weird? Cut their garments in the middle at the buttocks and sent them away. They just want their asses hanging out? I guess. Anal rape in the Bible. It's not the first time. (laughs) When someone came and told David about the men, he sent messengers to meet them, for they were greatly humiliated. The king said, stay at Jericho until your beards have grown and then come back because they shaved all their beards and their hair and everything, which is really, really bad for, you know. (laughs) David likes a bearded fuck. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, I can't look at you when you look like a small child. Come back when you look like (laughs) men so I can fuck you properly. Well, so when the Ammonites realized that they had become a stench in David's nostrils, Hanun and the Ammonites sent a thousand talents, uh, and a talent is 37 tons or 34 metric tons. Wow. Okay. Of silver to hire chariots and charioteers from Aram Naharim, Aram Maka, and Zobah. They hired 32,000 chariots and charioteers, as well as the king of Maka, with his troops who came and camped uh, near Medeba, while the Ammonites were mustered from their towns and moved out for battle. On hearing this, David sent Joab out with the entire army of fighting men. The Ammonites came out and drew up in battle formation at the entrance to their city, while the kings who had come were by themselves in the open country. Joab saw that there were battle lines in front of him and behind him, so he selected some of his best troops in Israel and deployed them against the Arameans. He put the rest of the men under command of Abishai, his brother, and they were deployed against the Ammonites. Joab said, If the Arameans are too strong for me, then you are to rescue me. But if the Ammonites are too strong for you, then I will rescue you. Be strong and let us fight bravely for our people in the cities of our God. The Lord will do what is good in his sight. Then Joab sent the troops with him and advanced to fight the army Arameans, uh, and they fled before them. When the Ammonites saw that the Arameans were fleeing, they too fled before his brother Abishai and went to the city, went inside the city. So Joab went back to Jerusalem. 
After the Arameans saw that they had been routed by Israel, they sent messengers and had Arameans brought from beyond the river with Shaphak, the commander, and Hadadezer, Hadadezer's army, leading them. When David was told of this, he gathered all Israel and crossed the Jordan. He advanced against them and formed his battle lines opposite them. David formed his lines to meet the Arameans in battle, and they fought against him. But they fled before Israel, and David killed 7,000 of their charioteers and 40,000 of their foot soldiers. He also killed Shaphak, the commander of the army. When the vassals of Hadadezer saw that they had been defeated by Israel, they made peace with David and became subject to him. So the Arameans were not willing to help the Ammonites anymore. <laughs> so that's that's that battle. Wow. Yeah, all because this guy, the the son that took over for the father who died, who David was like pals with, yeah, did some stupid ass thing, well, and fucking forty thousand people died. Right. Uh, well, I mean, it's the it's the. What were they that were that were whispering in his ear, talking about how they came there to spy on him and shit? Oh yeah, his advisors. This his, it was it was the um, uh, Nahash. Let's see, Nahash died, and it was his son that's uh, Hanun. So it was his. It was Anun's advisors that told him. Hanun's a dipshit. Anun. Anun. Or ha, oh, sorry, Hanun. You're right. Oh, Hanun. 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 Hamadega dingalong. <laughs> is a dipshit. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, yeah. I. I don't know. I, I. I don't understand. Like why? Like I understand that the whole point of there being wars and fighting and all that other kind of shit is important. But like I don't understand why recounting this is important in this book. I guess it just shows the power of David's armies and like don't fucking humiliate or like don't fuck with Israel we'll kill everybody and we'll kill all your allies and the people we don't kill will take over and they'll become our subjects. I think that's kind of the point. Well, that, and I get at this point, he still has God's favor. Yes. So, I mean, I get, I guess it's also like another show of like, Oh, God favors me or I'm in God's favor. So that's why shit works out in my favor. Yeah. Well, so I suck that God dick. So, you know, I'm getting a special <laughs> treatment. Um, well, so, Here's what's interesting when there's there's a psalm that goes along with this um, that David prays for restoration because Joab returned and he struck down 12,000 Edomites in the Valley of Salt and there was just more war. So like they needed to like, you know, chillax and restore and whatever. So David prays for restoration. It's Psalm 60. If you want to know about it, um, you can go read Psalm 60. So, in the spring, at the time when the kings go off to war, because that's what you do in the spring. I mean, that's what I do in the spring, honey. You know, I leave with my battle garments on, and I'm just like, I'm going to go out there and conquer some new land there, honey. Yeah, see, because you're getting ready to go off to war, that's why I ordered you a bat lift. What the fuck is a bat lift? It's that, um... Is it like a battering? No. That would be cool as shit. No, you have to see this. It's uh, It's the thing that the Klingons use. The, the oh, like that thing. sword yeah. arched. Like, you said Klingon. I, yeah, I know what you're talking about now. Batleth. That would be cool. Can we actually order one of those? I mean, I mean, you can, yeah, you can. We I, could mount I didn't. It, I mean, we could mount it where that picture of a tree is. What? 
We are not mounting a batleth over the couch. Are you insane? That's an oil painting, and it's beautiful. <laughs> I said it was pretty. It is, and it's not being replaced by a batleth. I don't know. You don't seem like a trekkie to me. I have a tattoo. <laughs> I know, honey. I'm just messing with you. Let. How does David go to fuck things up now? <laughs> okay, so Joab went out. David sent Joab out with his men and the whole Israelite army in the spring, right? You know, when right. kings go to war. And they destroyed the Ammonites and besieged Rabbah. But David remained in Jerusalem. So I you, guess. You know why, honey? Because God is good all the time. And all the time. God is good. Woo! All right. So one evening, uh, we're sorry, we're in Samuel chapter 11 now, just for anybody. Or Second Samuel, Second Samuel chapter 11. So anybody who's following along. One evening, David got up from his bed and walked around on the roof of the palace, because that's a normal thing to do. From the roof, he saw a woman bathing. The woman was very beautiful, and David sent someone to find out about her. The man said, isn't that Bathsheba, the daughter of uh, Eliam and the wife of Uriah the Hittite? Then David sent messengers to get her. She came to him and he slept with her. She had purified herself from uncleanliness okay. or uncleanness because she had just gotten off her period. I'm not really sure. Um, then she went back home. The woman conceived and sent word to David saying, I am pregnant. <laughs> that's got to be the worst messenger to come it's like oh wait which one was Bathsheba yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. but I mean uh, also I feel like the whole rooftop thing was missing like an actual depiction of what happened because it's like it should have read that and David went up to the roof and he saw a woman bathing after he finished he told somebody to go get her <laughs> So he sent David. David sent word to Joab, send me Uriah the Hittite. And Joab sent him to David. When Uriah came to him, David asked him how Joab or asked him how Joab was, how the soldiers were and how the war was going. Then David said to Uriah, go down to your house and wash your feet. So Uriah left the palace and a gift from the king was sent after him. But Uriah slept at the entrance to the palace with all his master servants and did not go down to his house. When David was told Uriah did not go home, he asked him, haven't you just come from a distance? Why didn't you go home? Uriah said to David, the ark and Israel and Judah are staying in tents and my master Joab and my Lord's men are camped in the open fields. How could I go to my house and eat and drink and lie with my wife? As surely as you live, I will not do such a thing. So like he's right there at home where he could go fuck his wife who he hasn't seen. And he's like, no, I'm not going to do that because he's fucking dumb. <laughs> <laughs> so then David said to him, stay here one more day and tomorrow I will send you back. So Uriah remained in Jerusalem that day and the next. At David's invitation, he ate and drank with him and David made him drunk. But in the evening, Uriah went out to sleep on the mat among his master servants and he did not go home. In the morning, David wrote a letter to Joab and sent it with Uriah. In it, he wrote, put Uriah in the front line where the fighting is fiercest, then withdraw from him so he will be struck down and die. So while Joab had the city under siege, he put Uriah at a place where he knew the strongest defenders were. When the men of the city came out and fought against Joab, some of the men in David's army fell. Moreover, Uriah the Hittite died. Yep, of course, because David's a shit. Yeah. Joab <laughs> sent David a full account of the battle. He instructed the messenger, when you have finished giving the king the account of battle, get the king's, uh, the king's anger may flare up and he may ask you, why did you get so close to the city to fight? Didn't you know they would shoot arrows from the wall? 
Who killed Abimelech, son of Jer- uh, Jerob ba- uh, Bashath? Didn't a woman throw an upper millstone from him on the wall? <laughs> on <laughs> him from the wall, so that he died in Thebes? Why did you get so close to the wall? If he asks you this, then say to him, Also, your servant Uriah the Hittite is dead. So it's, I've got to act like I'm mad and pissed off at you. But all you got to do is explain that Uriah is dead, and then it'll be fine. So the messenger set out, and when he arrived, he told David everything Joab had sent him to say. The messenger said to David, The men overpowered us and came out against us in the open, but we drove them back to the entrance of the city gate. Then the archer shot arrows at your servant from the wall, and some of the king's men died. Moreover, your servant Uriah the Hittite is is dead. He was like, oh, okay, then it's not so bad. It's an okay loss. Well, so David told the messenger, say this to Joab. Don't let this upset you. The sword devours one as well as another. Press the attack against the city and destroy it. Say this to encourage Joab. <laughs> it's like, oh, whatever. He died. Somebody else died. Somebody's going to die. It ain't going to be me because I'm well, staying in the fucking Jerusalem. I mean, honestly, to hear that play out, I mean, it, it seems so fake because like he's like, why did you get so close? And it's like, well, we drove him back to the wall and then Uriah died. And, oh, Uriah died. Well, you know, don't, shit don't get happens. upset about this. It's, it's OK. I mean, you know, just go in there and slaughter them all. I mean, just don't worry about it. <laughs> Well, so when Uriah's wife heard that her husband was dead, she mourned for him. After the time of mourning was over, David had her brought to his house, and she became his wife and bore him a son. But the thing David had done displeased the Lord. Of course God was displeased. But, um, so this is David's, what, like third or fourth wife? Um, yeah, I can't remember. He's got a few. Yeah, he's got uh, seven. He had seven before right okay eighth Um, wife (laughs) yeah i think he has eight so it's like this god's fine with polygamy but don't cuck a man after he's dead okay (laughs) that's the line all right but actually that's it's not really well it it wasn't after he was dead because i mean he slept with his wife before and then had him killed which was well, yeah. Well, I mean, he cucked him while he was alive, but behind his back. Mm-hmm. And then he cucked him after he's dead because, like... He married after, his wife. Yeah, he took his wife. Yeah. But he had him killed. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's the worst kind of cuckery you can do. No offense out there, cucks. Hey, you do you. And somebody else does your wife. Are you, ready? Are, you ready? Are you ready to move on? You, you guys, she could scream Kool-Aid right now and it would totally work. Because <laughs> she's red in the face. Anyway. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, are you ready? Yeah. The Lord sent Nathan to David. And Nathan, if you remember, is like the prophet, the one who has like dreams and, and God tells him shit to tell David. So this this guy's this has happened before. Um, when he came to him, he said, there were two men in a certain town, one rich and the other poor. The rich man had a very large number of sheep and cattle, but the poor man had nothing except one little ewe lamb he had bought. He raised it, and it grew up with him and his children. He shared his food, drank from his cup, and even slept in his arms. It was like a daughter to him. Now, a traveler came to the rich man, but the rich man refrained from taking one of his own sheep or cattle to prepare a meal for the traveler who had come to him. Instead, he took the ewe lamb that belonged to the poor man and prepared it for the one who had come to him. 
David burned with anger against the man and said to Nathan, As surely as the Lord lives, the man who did this deserves to die. He must pay for that lamb four times over, because he did such a thing, He and had no pity. Then Nathan said to David, You are the man. This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. I anointed you. What? Oh, it's Symbolism. Mine. Yeah. Oh, are you mind fucked over there? It's like getting mind fucked with literary devices. <laughs> uh, God of Israel says, I anointed you king over Israel and I delivered you from the hands of Saul. I gave your master's house to you and your master's wives into your arms. I gave you the house of Israel and Judah and all, all if all of this had been too little, I would have given you even more. Why did you despise the word of the Lord by doing what is evil in his eyes? You struck down Uriah the Hittite with the sword and took his wife to be your own. You killed him with the sword of the Ammonites. Now, therefore, the sword will never depart from your house because you despised me and took the wife of Uriah the Hittite to be your own. This is what the Lord says out of your own household. I am going to bring calamity upon you before your very eyes. I will take your wives and give them to one who is close to you. And he will lie with your wives in broad daylight. You did it in secret, but I will do this thing in broad daylight before all Israel. I just imagine it now. Just the next morning, David looks out. He's like, is that wife number three out there fucking one of my henchmen? <laughs> God damn it. It's right in the, in the square of the city. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then David said to Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. Now, David knows he did something wrong. Right. He's pretty upset about it. Mm-hmm. And there's a psalm that goes along with this. It's a prayer of forgiveness. Um, and is it called crocodile tears? Because I feel <laughs> like that's a representative. No, he talks about knowing his transgressions and asks for mercy and whatever. It's Psalm 51. If you would like to read it, you're more than welcome to. Um, it also asks God to cleanse him and give him a pure heart and whatever. And uh, so David is going to continue to mourn pray, mourn and pray. Nathan replied, the Lord has taken away your sin. Okay, so the prayer and shit is working, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and tell Nathan tells David, you are not going to die. But because by doing this, you never made the enemy, you have made the enemies of the Lord show utter contempt. The son born to you will die. Ooh. So the son that he had with... Uh, Uriah's wife, Bathsheba. Now, how, how, tell me, how good is this of God to levy this? Because I just want everybody to imagine right now. Let's say some guy insults you on the bus, mm-hmm. right? I don't know. He acts like a baboon and shows his ass at you. Okay. And so you're like, oh, okay, I'm not going to kill you, but I will murder your fucking son. Yeah, it's crazy. And it is. Like, it's it's legit. It, uh, basically, that's shooting a small kid on a bus after a guy shows his ass off at you. It's very strange. It's weird. It is. It's really fucking weird. And now everybody's thinking about a guy bent over showing his ass off while he's <laughs> mad. And then another guy shooting a kid. So. Well, to me, actually, what I'm thinking about is our... our uh, abortion bill talk that we had on our skeptic mafia podcast yeah if you want to become if you want to you know hear our skeptic mafia podcast you can join skeptic mafia by going to join or hitting that join link thank you um <laughs> are you done yeah I'm done well, so it made me think about that because it's like all life is precious but you fucked up so i'm gonna kill your kid like what the fuck like how is that any kind of rational 
response and this is like the book that they use to like get their morals from yeah i know and like they're morally superior mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay after nathan had gone home the lord struck the child that uriah's wife had born to david and he became ill david pleaded with god for the child he fasted and went into his house and spent the nights lying on the ground The elders of his household stood beside him to get him up from the ground, but he refused, and he would not eat any food with them. And that's actually the end of today's. I know it's like right in the middle of the story, but like, do you want to go on and do this this part right here where the kid dies? Uh, No, you got to listen next time in order to hear the kid dying in agony because his dad's a dipshit. Yeah, the kid dies. He eventually dies. Spoiler we'll get, alert, you yeah, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much, it's, it shouldn't be a spoiler for the Bible. I mean, honestly. <laughs> well, yeah. Everybody fucking dies. Everybody fucks up, and everybody pisses God off, and everybody dies because they piss God off. Yeah. Like, that's pretty much, if you want to summarize everything in the Old Testament, guy pisses off God, God uh, uh, pisses on guy, and <laughs> in a Russian hotel. So next week, um, we already talked about what we're going to talk about first. Obviously, we're going to talk about a kid. Um, we've got some more fighting, some more capturing of cities, more groups of people falling to David. Um, we've got the Damascus is subjugated to Israel. We've got um, other cities submitting, other groups of people submitting their allegiance to David. We've got plunder. Um, we've got chiefs of the mighty men. They're going to talk about chiefs of mighty men. And there's a whole bunch of like, shit, they talk about men. It's, it's a big long list of like mighty men. I really don't understand this particular reading. Anyway, that's what we're going to do next week. We're going to talk about mighty men. Okay. Mighty, mighty men (laughs) in tights. I don't know that they wore tights. They did in Robin Hood. Okay, this is not Robin Hood. Robin Hood's such a better story, though. No, I totally agree with you. <laughs> but that's what's happening next week on the Daily Bible Podcast. I hope that you guys can join us. Uh, like I said before, Skeptic Mafia, you have a podcast waiting for you, so I hope that you'll go and you'll well, listen to that. As for you other heathens out there, why aren't you a, a mafioso yet? No. I just Don't need to know. Mafia. Let's do it. Come on. <laughs> uh, you get access to all the cool emojis and everything. Yes, the emojis. Do we get? When do we get a new emoji? Uh, I'm I'm currently working on a couple ideas. Like, okay. It's been thrown around. Like I want to do a fail well. Yeah. Uh, one. Uh, but there's also been a request for like a NASA uh, facepalm uh, oven mitt. Oh, like the NASA oven mitt that that we got at the Rocket Center? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so people have been kind of wanting that, so I've been th- tossing that idea around. I like both of those ideas. Yeah, those are pretty good ideas. Mm-hmm. The only way that we can get more of these emojis is for more people to become skeptic mafia emojis. Yeah, because the more people we have, the more the more emojis we're allowed to, to make. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So get become a skeptic mafia member so that we can get these emojis put in there. And uh, I guess that's it for today, right? Yeah, don't forget to stand up and use your voice. Bye, heathens. Bye, y'all.